City and South Cambridgeshire. Hello and welcome along to The Gadget Guide. Show number 136 is the first one in our brand new Monday evening slot. Yes, we're now week, uh, bi-weekly, every other week, Monday from 6 till 7pm, live on Cambridge 105 Radio. Thanks very much, of course, to Steffi Callister for the last couple of hours of drive. This evening, we're going to be taking a look at all the latest technology news, the leaks ahead of tomorrow's uh, Google Pixel 3 launch, a look at the supply chain hack, or was it, of Supermicro. Windows updates, they've not had such a good time. Then we'll be taking a look at the latest in affordable smartphones, if you don't want to spend four figures on your latest phone, and how to keep them powered up. All of that coming up in the next hour. The Gadget Guy on Cambridge 105 Radio. OK, so it's time to take a look at the technology news for this week. And first of all, well... It's not quite yet, but uh, this time tomorrow, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have the final details of Google's new Pixel 3 launch. Yeah, we're waiting for the New York launch, which is scheduled for the 9th of October. Uh, not sure whether they're going to do first thing in the morning or in the afternoon yet, but uh, of course, all of these sort of things end up being leaked generally. I mean, we saw it with the Apple iPhone 10 10 S launch uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, there were leaks fairly. <laughs> Yeah, good time in advance. It's almost inevitable, really, and it's amazing that more stuff doesn't come out in advance because, of course, you have thousands and thousands of people working on these projects. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and of course, with a lot of smartphones, there's a big accessory market these days, cases, uh, skins, all of those sort of things require details as far as the physical dimensions. Yes, of course, all the third-party companies making the cases need where to know the, how big it is. Where the camera holes are, where the fingerprint reader goes, where the charging ports are. All of these things are important physical dimensions that get found out via that sort of means. Anyway, tomorrow you should be able to pre-order a Google Pixel 3. The pricing, the rumours on the pricing are iPhone-sized. Painful. Yes. There is thoughts that uh, the entry-level Pixel three so that's their five and a half inch one 5.6 inch one could be close to a thousand pounds now the, the, this is a constant source of uh, uh, of consternation for me I, it just feels like people are now spending more on their phones than they, than they are on first of all <laughs> than they should be but on any other bit of household yeah. electronics yeah which seems a bit bonkers when you look at the price of you know a 50 inch telly you can now pick up a 50 inch 4k telly for 400 pounds which isn't short on processing power in itself no yeah that, that can do netflix and uh you know the the various personal assistants and all of that sort of stuff yeah. it is a computer so now you go for something a tenth of the size and you spend three times the price although it is worth saying you're getting the same amount of detail on the screen you're getting the same number of <laughs> pixels as you as your tv on a, a phone in your that, pocket yeah six inches or whatever yes. so, what, so what have we got to look for what are we looking forward to so a fingerprint reader in the middle of the back of the phone now that's interesting because traditionally of course it's been generally at the bottom of the phone at the front um yeah samsung started putting them on the back next to the camera so for example the galaxy 8 uh has the fingerprint reader on the back so basically when you're holding the phone where your index finger naturally tends to land is yes. about where the so i guess this is optimizing for the i've picked up the phone and 
it's you know it's unlocked for me to see my email or whatever yeah and in the middle probably makes more sense for left and right handed to be a bit no, more that's true. friendly so pick up the phone finger on the back unlocked as well as all the other unlock methods you know swipe screen um patterns and uh, do they have retinal lock not sure we're not sure on that one anyway two variants pixel 3 and the pixel 3 xl Presumably large, the large one, yeah. Inch bigger or so, so six and a half inch screen, and obviously the larger price tag to go with it. The the one thing that, of course, has got a lot of people talking about is the fact that they've had to put a notch in to fit the cameras on the front. Oh, doesn't everyone nowadays? Yes. It's what all the cool kids are doing. Based on the fact that there's two cameras, it's probably got retinal unlock on that side, as well as a selfie cam. Talking of the cameras, Pixels traditionally have had very, very good cameras, haven't they, for a, for a smartphone? Um, that looks like it's it's probably set to continue with with this one as well. Yeah, they're talking about a 13 megapixel camera um, as being a very good camera, and of course Google being quite good on the software side of things, uh, a lot of good um, stuff in the camera app. This will ship with the latest version of Android, so Android 9 or Android Pie. Oh yes, of course. Spoke yep. about a few weeks ago, which has got a whole new camera system in it. And we did mention that the, the new camera technology has got some really slick stuff in it. And of course, camera tech now is, on phones especially, is becoming more and more linked to uh, the software behind the camera just as much as it is the physical bit of hardware stuck in the back of the phone. Yes, it's, it's all of the uh, computing the image before you actually save it so that we able to do all sorts of other things to the image we can do things like adjust the depth of field after we've taken the photo oh so you get those nice blurry backgrounds on your portraits or you can unblur them if you want ah handy which is quite useful and uh, iphone of course has been doing this with the latest iphone 10s so that sort of technology coming to the pixel uh, 3 and 3XL. Look forward to those. We'll probably do a, a round-up of that in a couple of weeks' time I once, think we'll, uh, we'll, once it's official. Yeah, we'll, we'll look at the real specs and see what's coming uh, once it's actually shipped and you can actually buy it. Probably if it's pre-ordering tomorrow, you're probably looking at a couple of weeks before you can actually get your hands on one. Okay, now a little bit of a, a security focus now. Um, this one is an interesting one, and I don't think we've heard the last of this because this is more... This is more in the business sector. Um, there was a, an article published by Bloomberg um, about a week or so ago claiming that they had seen an investigation which alleges that some of the very big uh, computer server hardware manufacturers, Supermicro being the focus of this, but, but sort of edging into other companies as well. Mainly, uh, mainly because Supermicro make motherboards for other hardware. Exactly. And just about every company that buys a lot of servers has probably got one of these Supermicro uh, servers. So in. We're talking about the likes of potentially Dell, HPE, um, Lenovo, Asus, all of those server manufacturers. They, they'll touch them at least. Could have ended up with some Supermicro stuff inside them. And of course, this stuff gets gets built primarily in Asia. That's where a lot of the, the sort of the, the very high end uh, fabrication happens. Um, and the, the allegation here from Bloomberg is that they found or that they were made aware of uh, a discovery of a chip that had been inserted into these motherboards that wasn't in the design. And that, uh, that chip had been inserted to effectively put a security backdoor in to let an attacker control the very heart of these, these servers. And, and potentially 
compromise the operating system and whatever is then running on that server. From the outside, effectively. So it could be banking information, it could be healthcare information, it could be uh, financial data for a stock market, it could be uh, you know, payroll information, all sorts of potentially sensitive things. It could just be very mundane stuff like streaming videos of cats. But... Of course, the interesting thing here is that what they what they claim in the article is that both Apple and Amazon, of course, Amazon have Amazon Web Services, which powers an awful lot of the internet. Including your likes of Netflix and so on. Yep. Um, they were allegedly aware of this and had worked with uh, US government uh, agencies in order to investigate it. Um, the the claim here is that the, this compromise were, was driven by a, a sort of a, what we call a nation-state attack. In other words, this is security services operating at a, uh, at a country level um, from China. Now, Apple and Amazon have both issued official denials of, their, uh, of this and very, very strongly worded. Although, if you read the words carefully, what they're denying is that they had been made aware of this uh, compromise. So, they, they, they don't deny that it's happened as such. They deny any involvement, any, any awareness in it. And, of course, that, that makes sense because you can't... You can't prove that something hasn't happened. You can just prove that you haven't found out that it's happened. Yes. Um, so I, th- I think it'll be very interesting to uh, to watch the developments It's going to be one to watch. And I think certainly uh, people who are looking after servers are a lot more aware of hardware vulnerabilities mm. impacting their business after the meltdown inspector vulnerabilities. That's true as well. Although th- those, to be you, fair, seem to have been design flaws rather than malicious. Yes, but it's made it. everyone a lot more aware. So I think people are doing sensible things like firewalling their server environment so your server can't talk out to stuff on the internet yes. unless you're explicitly expecting it to and being more aware of those sort of things. Okay, well in the world of, uh, of updates uh, Microsoft not necessarily had the best week. Yeah. Um, they uh, generally with Windows 10 you get a new version every six months or yep. so, two so of them a year. The latest to build the uh, autumn update or the october update of windows 10 build 1809 yep uh has been um put on hold yes so they they released this update three, and three days after it got released yeah it, it just hasn't gone so well because they broken they, things they were aware fairly early on that there were problems with some of the uh, earlier versions of intel audio drivers for some computers so they sort of said okay well if, if you're affected by this we'll automatically not offer you the update um then the later one was if you run the update it might delete your documents yeah, and properly delete them. Not just move them to a Windows.old or, or store them somewhere else. Actually, go and delete gigabytes of data. Now, to be fair, and I don't think this is an excuse, but to mitigate that, it seems to have mostly been the case that this has happened when you've been running very short on disk space anyway. It's tried to do a tidy up. <laughs> and been a little yeah. enthusiastic about there, it. There's certainly people saying that they've had hundreds of gigs of data deleted. The, I think the, the thought is, before you do an operating system update, have you got a backup? Definitely. Always good practice. You never know when your hard disk's going to die. Make sure you've got stuff backed up. I like that. And the, those pictures of, of cats and so on that you've got, you want to be able to get back to them in case you accidentally lose them. It's the usual, it's the rule of three. Three copies of a data, uh, uh, of any important data, in two different physical locations. Yep. Copy on your laptop, copy on something uh, external hard drive at home, and another copy of all of that, store it at a friend, a family member, take it to work and leave it in your desk drawer. Okay, well next up we're going to be talking about affordable smartphones. 
The Gadget Guy on Cambridge 105 Radio. Okay, so we've heard about the new Google Pixel 3 and we spoke a couple of weeks ago about the latest iPhones. Both of those coming in four digits pretty much yeah. close to the thousand pound mark if not a little bit more for the uh, for the higher end so of course we models. then decided what could we get for under 500 pounds yes i, I hate and, that and this e- now counts as e- affordable even 500 pounds is, is a bit much uh, we, we crept it back a little bit and we we're starting at 469 pounds yes now the, this one i quite like this is the one plus six um this this is uh, OnePlus's latest model. I suspect there's going to be either a 6T or a 7 coming along before too much longer, uh, but the 6 is the current model. £469, and I would put this at the either the cheaper end of the high-end smartphone market or the expensive end of the affordable smartphone market. It's yeah. pretty much something that feature-wise stands up very well to the likes of the the Galaxy S9 and the Pixel and the iPhone. Um, you know, this is a high-end phone, but at a more reasonable price point. Yeah, and I mean, you're getting something that's got a 20 megapixel camera uh, with image stabilization, very good night visibility. Uh, it's a great phone running uh, OnePlus's own uh, distribution of Android, so it's slightly modified. But only slightly, and I have to say, so I, I have a now somewhat outdated OnePlus 3T. Um, it's Oxygen OS, but you would be hard-pushed to see that. They've got a few little tweaks which are quite handy, but none of the the bloatware, the unwanted extra stuff yeah. bundled in. That and you, you still run the Google Play Store to get all the apps that you yep. love from Android. Now, we will go and say that if you want a an affordable smartphone, that does pretty much rule out iPhones. Yes. So we are talking... <laughs> Even their affordable ones are £700 now. We are talking in the main Android here. So moving on from the OnePlus, we found an interesting one. The thought was, you know, people who are out there doing things outdoors or on building sites, contractors and so on, want a ruggedized phone. You want a phone that you don't mind dropping off scaffolding and expecting to still work, which we all know anything with glass is a problem. Yes. Now, this this is an interesting sort of part to the story because, of course, if you rewind, oh, must be 15 years, the things like the Nokia 6310s, that sort of thing, um, they were basically indestructible. Yeah, you, you could, could drive over the things. Se- several floors and it would... It would It'd just bounce. Yeah, the battery would pop off and you pick up the phone, put it back together and it would work. Exactly. Then we got into smartphones and then it all went a little bit delicate and you had to be very careful with the smartphone. Things have got better Corning's Gorilla Glasses has taken us way, way beyond where we were in the early smartphone days. But nonetheless, a lot of the premium smartphones, you you want to be a little bit delicate with. So interestingly, this is one of the cheapest ones on our affordable smartphone list. This is the Blackview BV5800. Now, you've got to buy it through various means of likes of eBay and Amazon and so on. So you're not necessarily going to be able to walk into a retail store to see one of these. But the interesting thing is it is a ruggedized phone. It is waterproof. It is drop proof. And it's actually not bad specifications. Now, what I thought was really interesting about this as well is that a lot of the uh, traditional budget end smartphones compromise on the version of the operating system they run so they maybe run a very old version of android maybe two, two or three behind yep exactly doesn't get uh, the latest security updates um whereas actually the blackview is on android 8.1 that's the pretty much pretty the latest much release yeah yeah since you're only going to get android 9 on google's pixel 3s probably from tomorrow um yeah fully featured phone all of the stuff that you'd like micro sd card slots for extending your storage a good amount of battery 
and also dual sim yep so maybe if you use this for for work and for home um you're a, if you're a contractor or something like that you can put your work sim card in with a work phone number and also your home home sim card for your home phone number or if you're traveling abroad that sort of thing also some quite nice little touches um Again, if you're working out in uh, in harsh environments, they have some features designed for using the phone whilst you've still got gloves on. Yeah. So without having to rely on the uh, uh, on the uh, touchscreen for everything. On the downside, it's not the fastest phone. No, I mean it's got a it's got an average CPU from ARM. It's not spectacularly fast. It hasn't got a lot of RAM. It's got a decent amount of storage. It's still 16 gigs of storage. Decent cameras in it. It's got a 13 megapixel camera. So you're going to get decent shots. Nice large battery, 5,500 uh, uh, milliamp hour battery. So that's going to last you definitely yeah, all, all day, all day with, with a good amount of use or probably squeeze yeah. it out to two days if you're being careful. So in a similar vein, Cat, the uh, Caterpillar company, who we are used to making large earth-moving equipment. Yeah, not exactly who you'd think of with uh, with mobile phones. They've licensed they, their name to mobile phones. Yes, and the, these are an interesting range. The, the, it spans a fairly wide uh, price range. So the, About five or six in the range. Yeah, the, I think the cheapest ones come in about £200 and the most expensive ones are about the £800 mark, so definitely out of the budget range. Yeah, the £800 one does it add some interesting features that you don't normally expect to see on a phone. It adds a thermal imaging camera. Now, I can think for a lot of contractors that could be really useful if you're doing an electrical installation, Even for better, these days houses and buildings have to be thermally efficient to yes. actually pass government requirements. Where are you getting that Damn, uh, that sort of cold breeze coming in from. So rather than spending uh, thousands of pounds on thermal imaging cameras or even renting them at hundreds of pounds a day, if you've got that on your phone, you can do a very good initial survey using your phone. Okay, coming a little bit more uh, into the affordable side of the range, though, the Cat for, uh, S41 smartphone. This sits about in the middle, at about £400, pound, um, and it is waterproof. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's not just splash-proof it's like the properly OnePlus. leave it in a couple of metres of water for up to an hour and pick your phone up and carry on using it. Yes. Now, I, I think, was it Cat that had a rather nice uh, warranty with these phones as well? Yep, 24-month warranty, including if you've cracked the screen. So that that is, even if you've done done something to it to, I won't say deliberately, but... If, you know, if the screen it, is broken, it's covered by warranty. That is very, Cor- very nice, Corning Gorilla it? Glass 5, they reckon they have ruggedized enough that the screen should not break. It's got all the stuff you'd want, LTR, uh, LTE as 4, so 4G stuff work on all of your networks. All of these are are SIM-free phones, so pick whichever network you'd like, a SIM-only contract, or pay as you go. Okay, coming back to the more traditional manufacturers now with Motorola, the the Moto G6, um, the latest in in that range, that's quite attractive because that's coming in at only £220 now. Yep. Um, For really quite an updated phone. And very good specifications, reliable, uh, robust and yeah, it's it's a nice phone. And yeah, we're we're not talking anything too shabby here because this is sort of sixty four gigs of RAM, five point seven inch screen, running Android eight. Yeah, four gig four gigs of sorry, sixty four gigs of storage, four gigs of RAM, and Tw- that, twelve megapixel camera. That's going to do most people very nicely. It's a, a full HD, in fact, more than HD screen. It's two uh, K by the looks of things. Two yep, twenty one sixty by ten eighty. Yeah, this du- is this is better than your normal TV. Yeah, dual rear cameras, which does all sorts of snazzy things and improves your photos. So it, it's a nice 
nice phone. Little bit behind on the Android version, but I I do seriously have to sort still of still running think. Android eight point zero, uh, which is is very much yeah. still a current Andro- uh, Android operating system. I think my comment there there would really be look okay. You've got that at two hundred and twenty pound. Compare that to the Pixel at nine hundred pound. The rumours for the Pixel three, is it really four times better? No. Yeah, that that's a big price hike. Yeah. So some other brands, uh, Honor H, uh, Honor Nine Lite, uh, which is from Huawei. Um, yeah, not a bad. Not, not a brand that people are going to recognise typically. No, about two hundred pounds for that. Same sort of specifications. Slightly heavier is the general. Uh, thing that people are saying against the phone and also being a glass back apparently really looks mucky with greasy fingerprints quite quickly and presumably if you've got glass on the back as well as the front that's two options to break it a bit of a risk and also the camera's not spectacular in low light now onto the one of the big guns samsung Uh, the galaxy range we normally think about the galaxy s8s and s9s but they have got the the budget range the galaxy j range and the j5 is not a bad phone the 2017 edition available at 189 pounds it's going to get you a 5.2 inch screen 13 megapixel camera 1.6 gig processor full metal chassis so a good robust design uh and which version of android is that one i think that one's back on seven so a couple of versions old now but still a great phone and part of the samsung ecosystem so all of your samsung uh capabilities and so on all in there and if you're migrating between samsung devices nice easy migration tool so you basically go old phone new phone it copies everything on it so there you go you don't need to spend a thousand pounds on a new phone plenty to look at there in a few moments time we're going to be seeing how we can keep them running for longer than a day the gadget guy on cambridge 105 radio Okay, so you've got your smartphone, now you need to keep it powered. Yeah, because we all know that none of them last a full day if you're actually using it on and off the whole day. And it's the usual ones, isn't it, that, that drain the power. Not so much the screens now. It used to be that screen on time was was the biggest problem. Now I would say it's more the processor-intensive stuff. So sat now we're expecting them to be doing more than one thing at once. That's very true so as well. we're expecting it to be running a GPS sat-nav device at the same time as listening to music from either a streaming service or stored on a device. All of these things chew battery power. So obviously charge your phone up at home and what are you going to do to do that? Well, most pretty much every phone is going to come with a normal power supply that you plug into your wall. And that's fine when you're sat at home. I guess for most people, it probably sits next to their bed or or in their office. Now, what's interesting is, depending on the manufacturer, you might not get the best charging device in the box with the phone. Now, that's interesting because it always used to be the case that what came with the phone was the best option yeah now with samsung certainly they still provide a good charging brick that plugs in the wall and charges your phone samsung have a fast charging capability fast charging on most devices this is apple and most android devices that do fast charging means that from zero to about 80 percent your phone charges quickly these vary in speed between half an hour and some of the newer tech 15 minutes to get to 50 percent charge that's very good yeah now Samsung provide that. If you buy an iPhone, Apple do not ship a fast charger in the box. Now, that might not matter for your main charger, because if it's something you're going to plug it in overnight, does it matter if it takes three hours or one hour? But when you pick up the phone and you think, damn, I'm down to 20% and I need to go out now, I want to get that to sort of 50, 60% quickly. I don't mind waiting 15 minutes. I can't wait two hours. 
Okay, so there's a few a few sort of charging standards to keep an eye out for. Um, so then we've got beyond USB 1 and 2. We're up to USB 3 as yes. a fairly good standard. And 3.1 is the interesting one, which is USB-C. So this is the finally the USB socket that you can plug in both ways up. So you don't have to do it three times. The first time where it doesn't fit, the second time where it still doesn't fit, and the third time where you realise the first time was right all along. Yeah, now these sockets are what are on the latest smartphones, but also on newer laptops and, importantly, Apple have finally come to the party and are using this on their laptops. Not yet on the phones. Now, this is amazing because in the early days of USB, we could maybe push about two and a half watts. We're now up to 100 watts, so 50, uh, 25 times, 25 yep. times faster. Yep, which means we can do things like charge a full-blown laptop or uh, a, a big device, a big tablet via this technique. What's importantly, as you said, it's... Um, bi-directional uh, direction as far as plugging it in but more importantly you can charge your phone off your laptop or the laptop off of an external power brick we'll come to those in just a moment so um, look for various standards when you're buying charging devices if you're buying Apple go and buy the official Apples unfortunately you want a 30 watt power supply to charge an iPhone uh, if you want the fast charging you're looking at spending about 50 quid with an Apple device um, so that's where you are Cables are important as well. Check to make yes. sure the cable that you're buying supports doing fast charging if you want the fast charging capabilities. Um, and then devices to charge from. If you're not doing power bricks uh, or not doing wall warts, power bricks are the thing to go for. So this is a battery bank that, a battery bank that you can carry with you. Yes. Now, you, there's a whole range of these and you can get some very, very cheap disposable ones. Often you see them advertised in petrol stations. Oh, you and get the like. these as corporate giveaways these days. Yeah. One use, but... Maybe something handy to just leave in your, in your glove box or, or in your bag all the time just for those emergencies. Gets you a phone call or two to get the AA man out to help you at the roadside. Okay, if you're looking for something that you're going to use more often, then look at one of the rechargeable power bricks. These don't need to be very expensive. Yep, uh, starting at about £12. And that's going to get you a 5 amp hour anchor uh, brick. Now, to put that in context, 5 amp hours, that's mm, give or take one full charge from totally flat of a mobile phone. And this is a full charge for a large phone. So you're talking iPhone XS, you're talking a Samsung Galaxy S9. So basically your high-end phones, this will charge them up fully from flat to full once. If you think you're going to be really going away for a lot longer away from mains power or you, you're really going to be using your phone a lot, then at that point, look for one of these bigger bricks. These are physically quite large. This is not something you just want to have in your back pocket all day. But Anchor, again, do a 20 amp hour. So this is going to get you four or five full charges of a high-end smartphone. Or charging all of your devices that you've got with you, your tablet, your phone, your camera, all those sort of things. Obviously, if you've got a car with you that's got a big battery in it and a an engine which is making electricity all the time through while your, it's on through your uh, your charging your accessory sockets what used to be cigarette sockets look for car chargers thing to look at is what sort of standards you are looking at you're looking for the qc charging or power iq if you're looking anchor or qc3 from orkey these are the fast charging standards that allow you to charge your phone but importantly that standard allows you to use your phone for multiple things at once. If you want to use sat-nav and streaming music at the same time, you need the fast charging. And these don't need to be expensive. Again, about somewhere 10 to 15 pounds should get you a very good uh, car charger. Do watch out for the very cheap devices, though. You can get some that cost less than that. My experience is they often just fall apart, literally. Yeah. You yeah. pull them out and they disintegrate. L so look to spend about 15 pounds for an Orkey or an Anchor 
buy them on Amazon, other places stock them as well. I do like this just as one last little gadget to uh, to, to leave you with as the uh, the nights draw in if you've got a wood-burning stove. Um, and you can actually generate power from it. BioLite do an outdoor camping stove with a USB socket on it. Very cool. Well, thank you very much for uh, joining us this evening on The Gadget Guide. Like I say, it's the uh, the first show in our new slot. Uh, if you do want to, uh, to listen to this again, uh, it'll be up on the Cambridge 105 radio website in a few days' time, so do go and check that out, cambridge105.co.uk. Uh, if you've got anything you'd like us to talk about as well, you can email us, gadget at cambridge105.co.uk. Um, maybe you want to, uh, thinking about buying some new electronics, want to, want to have a look at what's on the market, maybe... Uh, give you a hand in making that choice do just let us know next up here on uh, cambridge 105 radio is going to be eight out of ten tracks jordan and chris and the team all getting ready uh, in the studio so they'll be uh, they'll be on air just after the news after that it's the smelly flower pot with dave hammond from nine and then greg butler is back with kipper the cat show from 11 o'clock this evening so plenty to keep you going for the rest of the night and of course brian o'reilly will be back with early breakfast tomorrow morning uh, from 6am for another day here do hope you have a good evening. Join Lawrence and myself again in a couple of weeks' time. Cambridge 105 Radio.